you would not believe the amount of holding back that happens with fear of success, with fear of that if I'm on Etsy, this means that, you know, that sort of scenario. I need to make things with my own two hands. More is more. Those things go into our brain and they hold us back so we can't step into this bigger vision of our lives. Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we're dedicated to helping product-based business owners turn into revenue-generating, successful, happy product bosses. I'm Jacqueline Snyder. And I'm Mina Kunlositep. Together through digital courses, coaching, and masterminds, we've helped over 50,000 students from startup to multi-million dollar businesses scale their sales while blending in their dream life. It gets lonely out there in the product business world. We fully believe a business shouldn't be built alone. There's room at the top for all of us. So let's get scrappy and creative together, Product Boss, to be profitable, make more sales, and grow your visibility. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hey, friends. It's podcast recommendation time. This month, we've been obsessed with listening to the Being Boss podcast hosted by the incredible Emily Thompson. Yeah, Emily does an amazing job talking about what it takes to be boss as a creative business owner, freelancer, and side hustler. She explores the mindsets, habits, and tactics of using creative ambitions to start and grow your business so that you can take control of your work and live life on your own terms. So, so inspiring. One of my favorite episodes of hers is Systems and Strategies for Business Growth, where Emily shares kind of a peek behind the scenes at the growth of her product and retail business, Almanac Supply Co., which you know that another thing we've been obsessed with lately is crystals and um, business building around the universe. (laughs) We're we're very woo now. (laughs) Woo-ish, I would say. Woo-ish. So we love, I mean, this is one of the reasons we love Emily because we love how open she was about how her team uses marketing tactics to continue innovating and finding purpose to further the growth of the company. And it helps bridge that online and in-person shopping experience, something we always tell our community to do. Listen to Being Boss wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Product Boss Podcast. Amina, how excited are you for today's episode? So pumped because this is going to shift some minds and probably explode some minds too. (laughs) We love Etsy. So we wanted to start off by saying we love Etsy. (laughs) Is this a disclaimer? (laughs) Yes. I wasn't expecting to hear we love Etsy. We. Um, I, yeah, I mean, Etsy, I'm gonna, is Etsy. I don't say I dislike Etsy at all. No, no, no. I just, I want to yeah. start with that because I want to start with, we love <laughs> Etsy heart yeah. uh, because it has allowed so many makers and small businesses to have a platform and reach customers and sell to people that, that we would have never had pre-Etsy, right? It would have just been um, showing up at in-person markets, trying to sell to the people that are there. And so this has expanded the reach of so many people globally, um, both for the buyer, for people who are purchasing and looking for amazing products from small businesses, but also for our Etsy sellers out there and and having a quick way of selling. 
Yeah, absolutely. I 1000% agree. I think Etsy has provided opportunities where we never had opportunities before. There's an upside and a downside with everything, you know, just same with like, let's give the example of social media. Social media is brilliant and amazing um, in so many different ways because it gives us access to people around the world. Now, there is a downside to that too, depending on usage, right? So those are just examples of things that, I mean, we're fans of Etsy, but there are things that are, we're going to talk about them today that get ingrained in your brain from growing up, I guess, growing up, quote, quote unquote, in the Etsy world as a business owner. So right. that's what we want to tackle today. Yes. So, all right. So we're going to jump into three myths and really one truth about Etsy. Um, now, before we do that, we are, we have brought back um, an incredible time with you all. How do I say this? <laughs> we want to teach you a lot of things about making money by doing less. So we have a series of trainings and really fun trainings. You know that we, even in these workshops or even in these these podcast episodes, we love to do workshop style. You know about this about us, but we actually have a workshop series and a challenge coming up that is a 21 days essentially of us really deep diving into how to make you more money by doing less. Yeah. So it's called Sell More, Do Less. It's going to be 21 days with us. We're going to work through, we have um, four live workshops plus in uh, amazing trainings that are going to be dropped to you as well. There's a community involved in this. This is something where we're going to really help you start to wrap your mind around the idea that you can sell more products and do less at the same time. It is not about doing more, making more running around, you know, like a chicken with its head cut off or being a hamster on a wheel. So if this is something you want to learn more about, we have a link in the show notes, or you could head to theproductboss.com slash sell more, theproductboss.com slash sell more. And it is totally free. So come yep. join us inside. That's right. Okay. So let's break these down into these three Etsy myths that are holding Etsy sellers back. Right. And first and foremost, again, another disclaimer. <laughs> We love Etsy. We love Etsy. Person. <laughs> Secondly, it's not your fault that you think these things. It's right. because we've all been in this ecosystem of like sponging up these learnings of being an entrepreneur. And it's not your fault that you believe these things because it is what we all are having exposed to us. It's law of exposure. So of course, of course, you're going to think these things. What Jacqueline and I want to do is we want to reframe it for you in a way that you're able to not hold yourself back. Okay. Um, because lots of times what we believe ends up becoming limiting beliefs, hence the name. Okay. They're limiting you because they, you believe certain things. You're given certain beliefs. You know, this is sometimes parents to children as they're growing up for making money in certain things. Um, Etsy to its people on its platform, whatever it is, they're first and foremost going to do what makes them a viable business, right? For you, we want you to be a viable small business. Um, and when I say small business, I mean anywhere from one one person running it all the way up to 50, right? That's the definition of a small business. Um, but we want you to live your dream life. And so I wanted to say that, that this is not your fault that you think these things because you're not alone in it. We all think, we, we've all been, you know, exposed to the this type of, um, um, these types of beliefs. And whether or not they limit you or not, we're going to talk about them today. Right. So what is the first myth that might be holding them back? 
The first myth is that they, and this is the pitfall, right? The myth is that I should do my pricing according to my competition. On Etsy. On Etsy. That's right. So lots of Etsy, sometimes people will go on Etsy and the thing that's beautiful about Etsy is that it's the low barrier to entry, meaning everybody pretty much, if they put a few hours in, can get onto Etsy. It's not hard. Um, You just need an email and some products and whatever else. It's not, it's not as hard as other things, right? The low, it's a hurdle, but it's not as hard as creating your own website or getting onto Amazon perhaps or starting wholesale. Now, the problem with that is that usually people will be like, who, I wonder if I should start an Etsy shop. Let me look at other people that are on here too. And then I shall either undercut them, do the in-between of pricing or, or whatever it is they're thinking in their heads, but they price according to competition, not according to their own profitability. Right. So it creates a race to the bottom or it creates a um, a hamster wheel that you accidentally put yourself on because you're going according to pricing instead of, and you're being busy instead of focusing on being profitable. Yes. And we just did a, there was a pricing podcast that we've recently aired, but I know that on Instagram, we had recently posted um, something about pricing, right? We had talked about, you don't need to tell your customers that you're raising your prices. That was the episode, but it was interesting because the comments that we got, we got almost 400 comments on this post. So pricing was a thing. Um, People were like, somebody wrote, please price your work appropriately so you're not undercutting your business peers especially those who side hustle to make extra money, yeah, right? Yeah, business peers. Ooh, I love how she Good said word. that instead of competition, right? Yeah. And, and so it was like, don't try and undercut your business peers. Now, there, here's the deal. There's not there's the undercutting because it's a myth. You don't know what you don't know. Like Mina said, it's not your fault. We think that in our heads, even, even as consumers, we think that if we have the cheapest prices, more people will buy it. But in fact, there is a buyer for every single price point, including people who buy $100 million yachts, right? Kim Kardashian owns a $100 million plane. There is somebody in the market for everything. So You know what what, uh, Trump's Trump's, um, price all day long in a consumer's mind, though? Certainty. Mm. So people will buy certainty. So for example, if this magic pill is going to make me lose 50 pounds, certainty. If this program is going to help me um, have less stress, certainty, you know? And same thing with on Etsy. If they're looking at it, if you drive them towards price, they're going to be looking at price. But if there's a certainty to, ooh, look at all these testimonials, look at all these people that have tried it and it's done great, right? They're buying the certainty of you having the more sales, of being the tried and true business owner that's giving out, that's charging a a greater price. This is the value piece, right? Well, I think it's also the certainty of the outcome that they want. Yes, yes. So what is is. the outcome? So we go on um, Etsy to buy party supplies or Mm -hmm. balloons or- The quality in that case, right? And also the ease of getting it and being able mm -hmm. to put it together, being able to execute, being able to get your vision executed by the thing you're buying from And if other people have done it, over and over and over. Yeah. And of course, it would work for me. It would be great for me. It would be great for my party. But what know? I'm sharing though is like, I know some of you may not have a ton of testimonials, right? Because some of people are mm-hmm. starting out. So, and they might be thinking, well, but if 
in order to get the testimonials, I need to cut my prices and make them cheaper. Mm. But this is what we teach inside of Multistream Machine, which is our signature program. I'm sure a lot of you have heard about this. We have people like Rachel Dunn Jewelry who still mainly sells on the Etsy platform, but took what we learned. So it was better photos, right? The certainty- well, we took the, what we taught. We took what yeah. she learned. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what I just Took said, what we learned. <laughs> whatever you heard and said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to work through something in my brain here. Frankenstein it together with what we're saying. Okay, yes. everybody. Good luck. <laughs> uh, but um, what I'm trying to say is that the certainty of the outcome is, is how are your photos? Do they get to see the execution in your description and your photos? Is it saying like, hey, you're going to buy this balloon wall. This is how easy it is to set up and look at the result. If yep. you're going to buy a wooden sign, that the wooden sign is going to be of quality um, that they're not going to get splinters from touching it, that they, like whatever the word is, like, I don't know, let's say you get a wooden sign that says family. <laughs> I don't know. But you mm-hmm. you are Snyder family and then you get it and you want the product to look like the thing you think you're buying. Yeah. So I think there's also that certainty of the delivery. The expectation. The yeah. expectation. The jewelry that it's going to be certain that like, ooh, I'm going to feel a certain way when I buy that jewelry and I give it as a gift or I wear it myself. So, so while you all race to the bottom, our MSM students, if you all could have like a little button on your Etsy that was like MSM student, you would see that they were successful, that they had testimonials and sales. They were crushing it on the platform and they are not racing to the bottom on their pricing because they're pricing correctly, which is what we teach inside of our program. Because the whole point is you will go out of business or you will never be profitable and you will wake up three years from now or five years from now and be like, why am I still in my full-time job? Why is it still hard to pay my bills? Why is this all still so hard? I've been working at this for so long. And one of the number one reasons for that happening is that you're not pricing correctly. You don't have the right margins. So you're not profitable. So the business is not turning a profit yet to reinvest back in versus you are still working to pay for this business to run. Yeah. Or, you know, the flip side of that is like, let's say you're making the sales, but you realize just like what Jacqueline says, the result is the same. You realize you don't have profit. You've been super busy. You've been drowning. And the sales that you've made have not been enough because you didn't price yourself um, according to profitability. Instead, you price yourself according to competition. And that is so discouraging instead of building up confidence when you're getting those sales and knowing that it's profitable, that you can reinvest or you can put money into your pocket or you can pay yourself or whatever it is, you are discouraged because you're like, I've been so busy. What was the work for? Was it even worth it? Why am that I is still a, making it all myself? Yes, why yes. can't I hire someone? They talk about hiring, but why can't I hire someone? I don't have the money. Yeah. We literally want you to make... we more than anything in this entire world. This is why we show up every single day for you is we want you to make money. Yeah. Because what we know is that if you're doing this, because if this is a, this is not a hobby podcast, this is not like a, hey, come hang out with us and we'll teach you how to live your dreams by painting, right? Like, just like get creative. We, we know that you're serious about creating a business. We know that you're creating this business because you want an outcome. And typically it is a revenue outcome, which is why it's a business and not a hobby. Because we want you to hit all your goals, your dreams, to hire, to buy the house you've been dreaming of, to retire, to, you or know. even just to take your kids on vacation or to go pay on for vacation dance classes. Disney. Or, you know, some some parents, um, you know, like I said, have earned enough to pay for the dance classes or soccer, um, soccer games or whatever ends up being travel soccer. So the, the, I think the point here is that 
start thinking in a different way, right? Yeah. There's the Etsy sellers that we haven't coached. been a part of, that we haven't coached. And then there's you. You are not the average Etsy seller, okay? You're different than the average Etsy seller. You may feel alone in all of it, but the average Etsy seller will think, oh, this is how I have to price according to my competition. You have to step away from that and know that that simply is not true. That is going to hold you back and that you need to be thinking and putting on your business hat. So mm-hmm. we're going to move to the next one, the next Etsy mindset that might be holding you back. And that is, I must make all the things with my own two hands. Yeah, I must make all the things with my own two hands. I'm going to wrap it with that period. Period. <laughs> You're like, that's a lot of things. Yeah, I think this is a huge myth. This is a maker mindset myth, right? Like makers got to make. But Mina and I believe makers got to make money. We're going back to that. But also- Make and make money, right? Make and make money. (laughs) But that uh, imagine and consider this, because I know a lot of you right now, you heard us say this, and then you all have a big but. But I'm the artist. I know. But those things are not mutually exclusive. So in their in makers' brains, they're like, I can I can only make and I can only make money, right? They're they're separated. But really, I can make and I can make money, right? But but even more so, it's like I am the artist. No one can mm-hmm. possibly do my art. I, I hand paint these bags, these canvases, this whatever, and it will only ever be me, and I'm going to hit a capacity or. Um, it has to be my own two hands because I don't trust other people to be able to do exactly what I do. So because I don't trust them, I always have to make it. Oh, here's the third one on that Mm. too. I can't teach people because they'll steal my idea Mm. and I'll have trained them and they'll go start my competition and, you know, um, sell on Etsy as well. That that's sometimes what we hear as well. Yeah, I've you know there's been bakers that a, a lot of our um, students that are bakers that have bakeries. You know, let's say you're doing cake decorating, you kind of need to hire someone with cake decorating skills to come be your cake decorator yeah. if you want to stop decorating. Cake artists, right? And artists, and then people are like, but but they but but if they do it or they have a bit their own business or something, and but they want to come work for me. What you all have to realize is one, put on your blinders. Stop worrying about the competition because you've heard us say this before, but there is room at the top for all of us. It is a hundred. I will tell you eight out of the 10 people that end up working for you never want to start their own business. You're hiring skill set here. Yeah. Right. So if you always think this is the reason why people don't get onto Amazon. Oh, I don't want to get onto Amazon because I don't want Amazon to steal my idea and make all this money. If that Amazon is only going to steal ideas that's making tons of money. So you cross that bridge when you get to it. You know, if you've hired somebody, for example, and then you'll have tons of money. That's the other point. When we say tons (laughs) of money, we mean like we have somebody that makes over $20 million a year on Amazon. Yeah. Amazon has still not knocked them off yeah. because I mean, it doesn't matter. And then we have people or, who are or like people in the world. I've made zero dollars on Amazon, but I'm not going to get there. I'm not going to get on there because I don't want my idea hijacked or whatever. And then even with this, like, oh, I don't want to hire cookie artists or whatever. You know, first of all, there's things as non-competes and and things like that and NDAs that you have your employees sign. Again, you know, having that business hat on minimal business protection, hat on, but you have a minimal bit protection. Of like, yeah, I mean it's but the thing is it it's it might be minimal 
but you know that you're hiring the people that never want to start their own business, that they're locked into a contract, right? But even if they do want to start their own business, they're still not you. So I'm just going to use me as an example. I'm a fashion designer. I was literally, I was skilled. I'm a designer. I have, I've created, I've made probably hundreds of millions of dollars for people at this point with my brain for the designs I've created. They've hired me, all these things. Now, I'm a talent. So whoever started the company that I worked for, maybe they were the designer or maybe that they maybe they were like, you know, no, I have an idea for a company. I'm going to go hire a fashion designer that can come up with the ideas. Everybody is literally replaceable, including yourself within your business. You as a CEO could be replaced. Like you as the designer, you as the artist, I will tell you, and I've shared this before, Michelangelo did not paint the Sistine Chapel with his own two hands only. Yeah, you have help. I think you're a further along. I think yeah. the point is though, like let's say Cuffs Couture, you had Cuffs Couture, you hired somebody to sew on them embellishments or whatever, and they went off and did their own Cuffs Couture and it was called Cuffs Away, okay? And um, it was exactly like yours. That's what they're thinking will happen, right? Because we've had a lot of people that are like, oh, um, what if they, you know, take my labels and take the resources that I had, the manufacturers, the proprietary things. And again, I say proprietary because the thing is you protect that yeah. propri- proprietary things. And uh, alongside what Jacqueline was saying, they don't, they won't have the ability to do it the same way that you do, nor would they oftentimes not have the desire. A lot of people don't want that. Hey, Mina. How much time do you think we could save if we didn't have to create our own content, such as, you know, blog posts, landing pages, and emails? I'm sure a ton. Creating valuable content takes so much time and productivity away from us. Time that we should be spending on other parts of our business, in our zones of genius, and with our incredible community. Yeah. And how about having time to have fun or hang out with our family or friends? Like imagine Yeah, them too. Them too. (laughs) So that's why we are so excited to share that HubSpot has created its new AI tools, Content Assistant and ChatSpot. The easy to use CRM just got even easier in a world buzzing with AI solutions. HubSpot just released some incredible tools that are going to level up your productivity and grow your business. Whoa, that sounds amazing. What exactly can Content Assistant and ChatSpot do? Okay, so these all-in-one AI-powered tools are designed to help you save time, get more done, and grow your business faster. They can also help you improve your website's SEO and visibility by helping you develop content such as blogs, plus so much more. Whoa, what a game changer. This will save so much time so that we can stay in our zones of genius and focus on our community without having to worry about those tedious tasks of creating content. Exactly. So start leveling up your business and productivity today. Learn more about HubSpot AI at HubSpot.com slash artificial dash intelligence. They don't ever want to be a business owner. Hey, Product Boss. I'm just going to jump in real quick because we have a really exciting announcement. We would love to invite you to our Sell More, Do Less Bootcamp. Now, this is the Product Boss's guide to becoming a money making machine. So, if you are ready to transform your business, we invite you to join us at theproductboss.com 
slash sell more. That's the productboss.com slash sell more. Now this is going to be a game changing series of live workshops and a challenge. And we want to help you transform your business into a profitable money making machine fast because we know you have massive goals and you'll get that step-by-step training and accountability to help you reach them. We're going to spend 21 days in a private Facebook community where we'll deliver our eight-step bestseller growth formula over eight live trainings and Q&As. So if you only have eight hours to give in the next three weeks, you'll have everything you need to sell more products while doing less. So come join us at theproductboss.com slash sell more, and we'll see you inside. Hi, my name is Monique. I am the owner of Kmora Personal Care Products um, located in Omaha, Nebraska. I found Jacqueline and Mina last fall during the Rock Your Holiday Promotions um, Challenge. And through them, I was able to really streamline my shipping process, which helped me tremendously um, in terms of being able to get sales out quickly, increase my customer satisfaction, and Um, not drive myself crazy during the holiday season. Yeah. So I think when we're thinking about, you know, makers got to make and, but makers got to make money. Makers got to get their, their hands out of the business. Right. Because I think a lot of times what people and the things that Mina and I have seen people say a lot of times, the reasons why they think it can only be made with their own two hands is because they think either one, nobody can do it the way I do it. Right. Like, I'm the mm-hmm. artist. I paint it a certain way. I make the ceramic a certain way. Or I, my customers need me to make it. Yeah, me. my customers think this is handmade and it's me making it, mm-hmm. right? I yeah. think that's so good. And then the second thing that they think about is if I have someone help me, they're not going to do it the right way. They're going to mess up. Um, it's not going to be of quality. I'm afraid, right? They're holding on too tight. And the third thing is, is okay, fine. I get someone to do it. I hire someone. I get extra help to help me make it. It's not my own two hands. But what if they take this idea and they run with it? They go somewhere else. Because we brought we talk about cake making and people are like, well, I can't possibly make or bake any more cookies, decorate cookies and, and decorate cakes. But they're afraid to hire cookie decorators or cake decorators because they're afraid they're going to take their ideas versus employing another maker or an artist of some sort and giving them the option to use their two hands to mm-hmm. make money and and create a um, livelihood from it. Like you've built the skill set for them because there's lots of cookie artists out there that, you know, it's like you're helping them hone their skill and then you're afraid they're going to take it off and run. So the thing with all of that is those are all just limiting beliefs and feeling like what could happen. Worst case, worst, I, their version of worst case scenario, what could happen, right? right? When in actuality, who knows what will happen? Who knows what will happen? Will that person even want to be an entrepreneur? Uh, Will that person even want to do cookie decorating? Will the person that you hire on, um, actually it doesn't even need to be a hire on. It could be, for example, you doing it with your own two hands. Um, You know, it could be that they do a specific piece of it, like putting the labels on the candles or um, they're the ones that um, pack and fulfill. Right. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Um, there, are the, you, you can even, yeah, I, there's so many ways that you can outsource this. And we actually dig deeper into this um, within the the uh, amazing bootcamp that we're going to be offering you. So come on into it. Make sure to go to theproductboss.com slash sell more. 
So when we talk about that, though, the thing that we all want you to think about, though, is that it's just this myth that as a maker selling on Etsy, it has to be your own two hands and you have all of the reasons why it has to be your own two hands. But we have seen, we have a multi-stream machine student that last we checked was making $4 million a year, $4 million a year on Etsy. Mm-hmm. And she makes zero of it with her own two hands and it is still a handmade business. Yeah, right. So I think that for all of you, it's holding on so tightly with that it needs to be your own two hands. Even give the example of Annika, right? She started, she has a handmade um, lingerie. She's hay, yeah, she's Hay Mavens. She's handmade lingerie in Tennessee. And she really was doing everything herself. All the pattern work, all the cutting, all the sewing, all the selling, all the marketing, everything, all the, <laughs> all the shipping. Yeah, everything with her own two hands and her one brain, right? So I think, and her one face, because she was the face of the business. And for her, she hired on Sewis and Got cutters. some, yeah, cutters. And then also um, automated her pattern making, like in a way, right? She created, she made sure that those were dialed in. Yeah. Um, and then the, she doesn't even do all her selling anymore because she went yeah. on, um, so she's the face of the brand. People love her. Um, but then she went on maternity leave to have her beautiful baby. And she actually had her second in command step up. And actually the team in the store ended up starting to be the faces of the brand on her social media. So I want you all to realize that it went from Annika doing literally every single aspect in her business as a handmade lingerie company. And now she's scaled it to still a handmade lingerie company, but it's not even her face that needs to sell it anymore, right? Yeah. She gets to be home with baby, hanging out in the hammock, walking around town, whatever she wants to do. And then this is still, it still has the integrity of handmade. People are still connected to Annika and Hey Mavens but there is just, it's not her. So the the possibility is there. You all just have to overcome this myth and believe in the possibility and you'll get there when you get there. Yeah, and in um, the um, bootcamp that you're in, the workshop that is actually this week that we talk about Brooke actually, and Brooke is a handmade business. She sells knit hats too. So that is a great story because uh, whereas Annika is location-based, um, Brooke is non-location-based, right? Mm-hmm. And she's able to scale her business out of a an RV from driving nationwide. So for all of you thinking that you need to make everything with your own two hands, it is really difficult to ever scale, grow, or lessen your stress if you're stuck in that mindset. Yeah. Okay, so the final myth we wanted to share with you, the final Etsy myth is more is not more. Yeah, Bum, and bum, I think bum. we, yeah, um, you know, we might want to flip that into a myth. The myth we is that flip more it the other is way more. And say more yeah. is not more. Yeah. <laughs> so it should be the myth is more is more when mm-hmm. the truth is more is not more. Insert oh, the not. Yeah. yeah. And so for all of you that are thinking, um, you know what, I need to have tons of products, and that equals more revenue. More revenue. More products equals more revenue. That is. That is opposite of what we teach you, right? (laughs) Opposite. Because we all think that if we cast a wider net, if we make more things or we sell to everybody that we're going to get more people. I'm going to give you some things. Um, If you sell to everyone, you're selling to no one. Okay? If you sell to everyone, you're selling to no one. And imagine selling everything to everyone You'd be Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) None of us are Amazon. Not even Jeff Bezos. He had to get, he had to get sellers 
to sell yeah. everything to everyone. He's not That's making right. everything under the sun. So why we want to say is the myth is more is more. Etsy asks its sellers to make more products to fill up their shops. And it's like any idea you've ever had, you're walking around Joanne's Fabrics or like Hobby Lobby and you're like, oh, I could make that. I'm mm-hmm. going to make it and put it on Etsy and see if it sells. And then, you know, you're out shopping and you're like, I can make that. I'm going to make it and put it on Etsy. And you keep making all of these things. And it's basically what we say is throwing spaghetti at the wall and hoping something sticks versus being known for something. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I've got my hands in the air saying these things. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It's like the hands in the air um, emphasis on it. So, you know, when you're on Etsy, if that's what they teach you, more is more, right? And that is the myth that's holding you back because they're teaching you that you need more listings, you need more products, you need fresh things all the time. You need to be, you know, um, showing different things to you know, all the customers. And that's because the Etsy customer, they're bringing in the customer, but they're making you think that you need to offer all the things when it, that simply is not true. You know, um, they have no risk in it. Etsy has no risk of you putting up a listing, putting this they're money like, into filling in raw our goods. They're yeah. like, keep filling our shop up. We just want more stuff because some random person somewhere in the world is going to look up your random thing and we'll right. get that one random sale. Right. But you had to invest in the raw goods. You had to figure out the process. You had to take the photos. You had to write the product description. You, you had, had to, to put make it. the thing. Yeah. You had to make the thing. And then that's your money sitting on a shelf waiting and to be And then you sold. probably have to have an Etsy ad that goes to it. So <laughs> Which, it's a lot. Yeah. So <laughs> and some do of that most... times a hundred. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or in some of your cases, 2000. Um, So I think the thing that we've seen such success, now this is a myth. You do you on Etsy, however you want to do it. But like we helped Rachel Dunn Jewelry. We're bringing her up again because we know her business very specifically. You know, she was, um, I mean, handmade jewelry, right? I mean, handmade jewelry. And it was just all this handmade jewelry. And we've shared her story a lot of times. But the thing that where she really honed in and figured it out was she's like, people buy my necklaces They buy the gemstones and they lean into the fact that these certain gemstones that she uses help relieve stress or anxiety, right? These like key words were being used. So how did she start to wrap her head around her Etsy and Etsy shop? Was like, okay, then they want necklaces. So I'm going to make more necklaces. So she started identifying her bestsellers and they like these words. They're coming in for these words. So if you're going to make more, let's make more of what people are looking for versus then having like, I don't know, just random things, just random things that they don't want. There was one point where she made earrings that had nothing to do with gemstones. She's like, why aren't people buying it? Yeah. And, you know, um, and the thing is, though, she tried to do that in her slow season. Remember? Yeah. So she's trying to do earrings and necklaces in her slow season, which I think was really hard on her um, because she didn't do in her busy season where uh, fourth quarter is a busy season where it's like gifts and bundles of that sort of thing. So it's like she's trying to push something that people don't necessarily want during a time where she's not busy. She's not busy because people are not searching for that thing right then and there. trying to sell you all bathing suits in January and February. Yeah, exactly. So I think for her, it really was a lot of different things. But Etsy's not telling her these things. Etsy's telling her more, 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 Mm -hmm. you know, instead of focusing on what is making her money and and making sure that she dials that in. So I think for all of us thinking that more is more, more is not more. More isn't even, more is more headache. 
more is more More money out of your pocket. Yes. More money out of your pocket because development is super expensive. More time trying to leave your full-time job because you're spending all your money on making more things. More confusion for your customer because you have to start selling to them, but they don't know how to like connect the dots on, you know, what, why they should buy. Um, It also is, um, yeah, more, it's just more time. That's what it is. Yeah. If, if, it's like rerouting your business all the time. So if you're thinking, hmm, these are good points, how, how, but how do I figure it out? This is exactly why we, um, we offer the bestseller secrets challenge and why we're running this, this incredible sell more, do less boot camp for you. Um, and the bestsellers are going to be wrapped up into it because the thing is, is what we want you to find is clarity. Cause what's happening right now is you're getting more confusion. You're thinking, you're believing these myths and there's more confusion. But what we want you to do is have clarity. We want you to have a plan. We want you to take action. We want you to make money. So we want you to say like, we want you to start to feel like, oh, okay, that makes sense. That clicks for me. I could I could lean into these bestsellers. I can be known for something and I can actually make money. And instead of putting my money back into product that sits on the shelves that doesn't sell, I can actually put that money into my pocket and become profitable. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that we want to wrap it up with one truth, okay? We're, mm-hmm. This is a really big truth that we want you to really embody as you step into the boot camp with us. Because this will this mindset shift will be what transforms your life and your business, okay? And that is that you are the ones that have the overall business. And with you putting on that business hat, you have to understand there's a cost of doing business. So... I say that because lots of times with Etsy sellers, they get so, you get so focused on they're taking 6% of my business or of my sales, 6% of my sales. And when you step back for a minute from it and you actually think of it as a business owner, you realize that, ooh, as a business owner, I just need to know that the numbers work out. That that 6% is money that I don't have to spend on marketing because they're bringing the customers in. So that's, you know, a marketing budget that can happen. Um, that um, the And those numbers of my sales and my pricing end up being profitable. So that's me understanding, oh, I am the boss of my business. I know what my numbers are. And I know the focus and the time and the um, scaling strategies that I get from this bootcamp are really going to make a difference because I know that um, that that's what I need to do. I need to not be the average Etsy person and I need to be a business owner that's looking at my business even from a helicopter view and then into the details because mm-hmm. that is really what's important for all of you is that you don't come to it from this Etsy myth slash maker mentality. You come to it from, I'm a small business that wants to be profitable, that deserves to be profitable, that wants to be successful in my life and in my business. And in order for us to get you there, you have to hold that vision, right? You have to hold those those um, beliefs for yourself that you are that person. Um, otherwise, you won't take the necessary steps to put that money in your pocket. I know that sounds crazy. Like, of course you would take those steps to put that money in your pocket. You would not believe the amount of holding back that happens with fear of success, with fear of that if I'm on Etsy, this means that, you know, that sort of scenario. I need to make things with my own two hands. More is more. Those things go into our brain and they hold us back so we can't step into this bigger vision of our lives. Yeah. And I also want you to all think past Etsy, 
Because the thing that we love about Etsy, like we said at the very beginning with our disclaimer, mm-hmm. was that it, it is a, um, what was the word you used? Um, low barrier of entry mm-hmm. for makers, for people who sell products to be able to access customers. It's that low barrier of entry. But the other thing that we know, and we've seen this time and time again, um, recently with like that bank crash and people getting worried about Etsy and like where their money was tied up. We've seen this with social media crashing. Um, We've seen so many, you know, in-person markets and retailers being shut down during the pandemic. We've seen that if all of our eggs are in one basket, whether it's the Etsy basket or any other basket, we're putting our businesses and our livelihoods at risk. So what we do know and what we teach you inside of our program, Multi-Stream Machine, which is where we're going to help you become this money-making machine um, in the upcoming boot camp and challenge, is that we want you to diversify. This is going to be one of our main workshops about, about diversification. So one, it's overcoming these myths. It's understanding why Etsy works for you. And then where else can you sell, right? People think about selling wholesale, but they're going to they're gonna have to pay, you know, um, referral fees or uh, commissions or people try and think about Amazon, but they're like, we don't want Amazon to take 15%. But if you start to think as the boss of your business as a business owner, then you're going to start to think, okay, this is why I'm, um, this is how a business owner operates. So I have a really quick scenario and then we'll wrap up. Okay. Yeah. Really quick though. Um, I want to say that when I said cost of doing business, there's also an opportunity of doing business. Mm-hmm. So there's the flip of that. Okay. Go okay. ahead. So imagine we're on Shark Tank. Okay. okay. I show up on Shark Tank and I'm like, hey, Mark Cuban and sharks, you know, uh-huh. this is my company and I'm selling and I and I and I want you all to invest in it. I want you guys, what do they say like when they want the sharks? Um Are you in? Are you in? They want you want them to say, Are you in? Now let's say Mark Cuban comes back to you and he says, All right, Mina, I'm gonna, I'm gonna invest in your business, okay? I'm gonna help give you a sales platform so you can reach millions of customers all over the place. I'm gonna help you with your sales. I'm actually going to give you an easy way to market, to reach eyes all over the world globally. You do not have to build your own email list to do this. I'm going to give you this option to reach all of these people in marketing um, and all of the, and reach all these customers globally. I'm going to do all of this for you. And, I'll, and I need a 6% stake in everything you sell. I would say Six. absolutely, Mark, anything for you. <laughs> what do they want? They want 50%, 80%, a million percent, right? Yeah, it Six. depends on the valuation, but they want, you know, what's worth their time. Right. You know? So Etsy is saying 6% for all of this. Amazon yeah. is saying 15% for all of this. Wholesale, it might be, if you're using a platform like Fair, 20, 25% of the sales you make through that platform, but it's not even ownership of your entire business. It's just the sales you make on that platform. So if we were on Shark Tank, that would have been the best deal for It'd be all a no-brainer. No-brainer. Yeah. And people still give up 50% of the equity of their business for $100,000. Now, all of these that platforms only works in that you. scenario yeah. if they're priced correctly. Correct. Now, if they're not priced correctly, then they don't even have the opportunity to make that good, sound decision, right? right? Because they didn't get a hold of their numbers. They don't even know, you know, when they're going to get money into their pocket. They're literally just like hamsters on a wheel, scared to look at their numbers. And I think for all of you, put on that business hat, like what Jacqueline is saying, as if you're going to go stand in front of the sharks, because what does sharks always ask you about? 
your numbers. The whole time they're asking about your numbers. How much have you made? Um, what's the profit margin? How many customers do you have? How much does it cost to acquire a customer? You know, all of these feel like big business lingo. Jacqueline and I definitely teach in a different way. It's much more approachable. It's fun. It's, you know, like, you know, not it's not like a business. Yeah, it's not a business degree per se, though it could be in the most fun sense, you know? And we we, we do that during like the, the boot camps, the workshops and everything that you're going to be attending um, during this month. So make sure that you jump in there because it will be just a life experience of learning all these things in a different way in the way that we teach them that's really approachable and doable. There's takeaways, there's action tasks. We do we do really believe that action takers are money makers. And yeah. we in everything that we do, we start to see a separation. There's the people that think about wanting to take action. And then there's the people that actually take action. And those people that actually take action are the money makers, right? Action takers are money makers. So be part of those people that are the action takers are money makers because it will start to steadily create momentum for you in your business. Yes. And don't let these myths hold you back. So if this was helpful to you in any way, if you know Etsy sellers, if you're in any, in any groups of Etsy sellers and you're like, we want them to hear this, we want to spread this around. So all of you can kind of overcome this. Please share this episode with them. Um, you can share this episode. And then if you follow the show, if you're new here, um, and then if you haven't left a, a review yet, as you know, as Etsy sellers, reviews work. They help spread the word and they help. And so we want to reach as many small businesses as we possibly can around the world to help them make money and build the businesses of their dreams. So please share this with someone you know, um, follow the show and leave a review if you haven't done it already. Yeah, you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts and you can actually leave a five-star rating on Spotify. They don't actually let you type in words. Um, but either way, we would love to see it because we read every single one of those. All right, thanks everybody. See you next time. Thank you for being here and listening all the way through the Product Boss Podcast. If you love our show and it has helped you in any way in your business, would you mind doing two things for us? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Reviews help other product entrepreneurs know that this is the place to be to grow their businesses and realize that they're not alone. And we know that you all know that a five-star and honest review helps you sell more products to more people. So you know that your reviews help us reach more listeners around the world. Remember, what we give is what we receive. And we are all about helping each other in the Product Boss community. We are all in this together. We would be so appreciative of you if you could take the time right now to subscribe, leave a review, and even share this episode on social or someone you know so we can impact more lives. And remember, subscribing means that you will get notified each time we release a new episode so you never miss a thing. You have helped us grow and climb into the top 10 of all marketing podcasts and together we can keep climbing. Thank you, friends. And remember, there is room at the top for all of us.